0: Welcome to the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Dayton Moore's CU in the Major Leagues Foundation. Each episode of C10 brings inspiring, thought provoking, and educational conversations with Kansas City area community minded individuals. We dive into leadership and mentoring and how those can look for each of us in our own communities. And now, on with the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Podcast.
1: Welcome to this week's C10 Conversation. I'm Matt Folks. Thank you so much for listening this week. Remember to click the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And wanting you to be a good friend and good family member, please share this with your family and friends. Hey, before I tell you about this week's episode, I wanna tell you about this month's presenting sponsor of this C10 Conversation, Precision Printing in Lenexa, Kansas. When we need something printed for C of the Major Leagues, whether it's business cards, appeal letters, the guidebooks for our C10 Mentoring Leadership Program, or banners for the Crown Town Wiffle fundraiser, our printer of choice is Precision Printing located in Lenexa, Kansas. Precision Printing is a locally owned company that's been serving the Kansas City community for more than 35 years. We've been working with Brian Diddle and the gang since 2016, and everyone there always goes above and beyond what you'd expect from a commercial printer. So give the folks at Precision a call at 913-663-3330 or online at precisionprintkc.com. There's a relatively new movement in Kansas City that you may not be familiar with. It's called Unite KC. In essence, it's the idea that through faith in our churches in Kansas City, along with a diverse group of folks from really every sector across the board, uh, we can bring about racial harmony and justice to this Kansas City community. Uh, In full disclosure, one of the people who helped start Unite KC is the founder of Sea of the Major Leagues and my boss, Royals General Manager Dayton Moore. So with that, I am honored to introduce you to the Executive Director of Unite KC and, and someone who's perfect for a podcast about leadership, which we'll get into here momentarily, Ray Jarrett. How are you doing today, Ray? Hey,
0: I'm doing great, Matt. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's quite an honor.
1: No, I, we appreciate your time here, here today. So, you know, we like to start these conversations with a quick hit segment. It used to be seven questions, but Ray, you're, you're kind of our <laughs> guinea pig. We're changing it. We're shortening it a little bit. Uh, we are now calling it pregame batting practice. <laughs> Just a few questions to lead us off today. I'm ready. Let's All do right. it. All right, here we go. Question number one, my mentor growing up was.
0: My dad. dad. Yes. Uh, my, my dad was uh, quite the towering figure. And I know that there are a lot of people who have some really wonderful, uh, uh stories about their fathers, but, uh, he was truly a tower in the community. He was a, he was an intellectual. He was a giver. Uh, He was a fountain of wisdom. Uh, And so he was definitely my role model growing up.
1: Very good question. Number two. And there's a reason I'm asking you this question. My favorite barbecue joint in Kansas city is.
0: Oh, it would have to be, Oh man, that's like asking. Oh, okay. So I would have to say q 39. 39 is my my new spot here
1: for someone who's listening to this podcast who has been listening for a while we've never asked the barbecue question but (laughs) ray has written a couple books over the years and i saw in your author bio it mentions kansas city barbecue so we thought it's perfect to add this week so oh yeah question number three the most effective leader is one who
0: the most effective leader is one who uh mentors people and um and who comes alongside uh, the person to to help them see what it is and the direction that they're going?
1: Okay, very good. And question number four: If I could meet one person in history, it would be.
0: Oh, I've been asked that, and that changes like my barbecue question yeah. uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the person that I probably want would want to meet um, is Malcolm X, and and even though he's a controversial. Uh, person in history i never got to meet him i got to meet his contemporary um um dr king but i really am interested in his his evolution of thinking where he went from more of a violent violence uh, based um when at any cost kind of deal to where he could partner with with people who had different um beliefs than he did so
1: no, and it's it's interesting you say that we had uh, actually on this podcast, but also talked to our C ten students a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a gentleman here in Kansas City by the name of Carl Jamison, who yes grew up in Birmingham and and knew Dr. King, and and we talked about for somebody growing up in the '60s, that for an African American, particularly in the South, you know, did you have to choose between Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Malcolm X? And and he said, for the most part, yes, because. You know dr. King was very much a peaceful protester, if you will and and mm-hmm. as you as you reference, it was more uh, violence burn, baby burn, you know those types of things. and it would be interesting to see what happened in that transformation mm-hmm. you you cruise through those four questions, congratulations on that <laughs> yay <laughs> so tell me about seventeen year old Ray Jarrett
0: wow seventeen year old Ray Jarrett was um you recently graduated from a Christian high school. Very much did not uh, have his feet under him and and know where he was as far as who he was as a person. Um I still struggled with um uh embracing the fact that I was an African American in the United States. Uh knew that I was uh, and I actually had already started college at the age of seventeen. So mm-hmm. I um I was in college in this brand new world, uh, trying to understand social mores and things. And then in, in some ways, I was very well equipped to do what um, I knew, you know, God was going to have me to do, um, but but so much very much needed to learn a lot of other things. So, yeah, he was, he was a green in every sense of the word. I'm telling you, I... I don't even think I'd had my first girlfriend by age 17. That's that's just how late I got started. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: all right. That's all right. Uh, so where did you grow up?
0: All right, right here in Kansas City, Kansas. I was uh, born and raised, um, you know, uh, went to a couple of Christian schools, went to public school uh, when I was young. Um, and then, um, you know, about 17 was in college, like I said, in college and trying to decide uh, what my next step was going to be. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: you've 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 held various leadership positions throughout your career and uh, even have a company now that that works with leaders. But right now you have uh, I'm going to I'm going to step out on the limb here and say it's probably the biggest leadership opportunity in your career as executive director of Unite KC. What is Unite KC? well uh,
0: unite kc as you had mentioned earlier in the podcast is a is is a faith-based grassroots movement and and what that all that long you know descriptor means is that faith-based is just what it means is that we just believe that with all of the opportunities people have had to uh, face and try to tackle racial reconciliation that um, at the heart of it your your heart does have to change because um, racism is really about good versus evil. It really isn't about black versus white or any other color. And the grassroots part is, is pretty, uh, it's actually the awesome thing about the organization. We just went out and got people and attracted people from all walks of life, from all disciplines. And they don't aren't necessarily the biggest names in the country uh, or in the city. They just are people who care about this movement. They've read our covenant. They understand what we're about, and they are passionate about uh, making sure that everybody has a safe place to live, uh, that injustices are righted, and that opportunities are are abound for for everybody.
1: You know, somebody, and and I want to kind of get this elephant out of the way early. You know, Mm -hmm. somebody listening to this podcast, particularly if they grew up in this area, I I grew up here, Johnson County, 1970s and 80s. Uh, you know suburbs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And as a white kid, in case you are listening, have never seen me. I'm a white kid, um, <laughs> and but it may be surprising that there have been racial issues here. Now they aren't as outward as other parts of the country, but they are here, and they've they've been here for a while, and they started well before what we saw sure. uh, last spring. Did you encounter? prejudice or have you encountered prejudice growing up in, in this area?
0: Well, well Matt, surprisingly, uh, and this is something that I really, you know, make sure that everybody grasps and they know, is that not every African-American has the same story. They don't all have the same experiences.
1: Mm-hmm. But yes,
0: I, I faced it and I faced it in what I believe is the most insidious and subtle way. Uh, but it was a lot later so i, I have these bookends and the the first part of it is uh you know unfortunately is when i was in junior high to high school and um and so that was in the 70s um i graduated in 1977 and that was the overt racism where you know i i took quite a few beatings um i got called some names that uh that we shouldn't be called right and uh it was just kind of a constant battle a constant um you know, stress level, uh, and I tried to hide it from my parents because uh, you know the the underlying part is is that I was getting a very valuable Christian education, and and uh, it, it actually solidified my walk with with Christ, if I can say that. And later on, uh, you know, I so I went through this period where I you know I kind of had a little bit of a reprieve. College is a whole lot different than high school. It was public, you know, college. Then I went into the Air Force, and man, uh, it, you know, I, I think that that is actually a backbreaker for racism, is being involved in sports and, and in the military, because you have to learn to work with people from all walks of life, and, and your eyes are just kind of open. But then after I got done with my service to my country and really started to get in the corporate uh, settings and in the entrepreneurial settings, I found out that uh, the, the subtle uh, underlying tones of racism kind of resurfaced their head because opportunities weren't didn't really abound for people to get into executive management uh, during at least and it's still that's still kind of the the deal now and uh, so I decided I would get into entrepreneurship. My family has a, a rich history in that, uh, but again, uh, really subtle things like uh, making sure that I had access to capital um, uh, and even. Understanding the nuances of getting minority certifications, they sometimes brand you in ways you don't want to be branded if if you don't know about that. So Mm. it's been an interesting history. Uh, Those things still exist uh, here in Kansas City, although they're certainly not as prevalent as they were when I was younger. But I would say that the um, the subtle part of it, and the uh, you know maybe even people in positions of power deciding just how far you should should go and can go uh, are still there and there. And there are things that need to be, uh, I think, eradicated by having good conversations and safe space and education, you know, about our, about our history and where we're going as a city.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. You mentioned the, the military as a podcast guest. We had on pretty early in, in all this May, June, something like that was former mayor Sly James and mm-hmm. he was in the Marines and, and he made a similar comment that, you know, he said, it, uh, it doesn't matter if the person next to me uh, is white, black, yellow, uh, Hispanic, um, gay, straight. He said, none of that matters. He said, mm-hmm. because we're, we have to fight together. And I have to know that this person has my back the same way that I have his back. So yeah, it's I, interesting I, I, that, that the military true. is kind of that, that breaking point.
0: Absolutely agree. Uh, I saw people change their minds about African Americans, about Hispanics, right before my very eyes. I mean, I could literally see the light bulb come on when I was in the military, and they've been taught all their lives to, you know, despise uh, people that didn't look like them, and that, you know, of course, all these stereotypes. But once you're confronted with an actual person uh, who defies those stereotypes, you you have a you have a what my dad used to call a C moment, uh, which is S E E a significant emotional experience. And you, you have to make a decision at that point, you know, if you're going to continue with the, uh, you know, and I dare say the ignorance that, that has been perpetuated, or if you're going to adopt a new way of thinking. So, yeah,
1: this is Royals general manager, Dayton Moore. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. My wife, Marianne, and I started See You in the Major Leagues in 2014. We did so simply as a way to give back to Kansas City. Because of our generous supporters, we've been able to grant more than $1 million to more than 60 organizations. If you're one of our supporters, I say thank you. If you're not, but you'd like to be one, please visit seeyouinthemajorleagues.org or simply click on the link in the show's notes. Now back to the podcast. One thing Dayton and I have talked about quite a bit with Unite KC as well as a project that we have going on is, is this idea that frankly, we have to be teaching our kids differently, but if it's not in your heart to teach your kids differently, it's not going to happen. So, so what do we need to be doing and, and, and maybe using something like Unite KC in this, but what do we need to be doing to uh, affect that change?
0: Well, I I think that it really comes, uh, Matt, when you when you make a decision that, A, I'm not going to continue my life one way. One of the things I, that I can kind of commiserate with, with my um, uh, my white counterparts is growing up in a suburban area with my kids. Once I got uh, back to Kansas City, got, you know, and uh, and start raising kids, and I was in Olathe as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, that I realized, uh, my wife and I realized is that, Man, we don't have to go, you know, outside of about a, you know, five mile radius. Everything is here, Mm -hmm. and and we understood that we were growing up in what I call not the real world. So it it was really easy. It's really easy to understand how you can view um, your community and your experiences from a perspective that there really aren't any problems. Uh, And I don't see what the big and say I don't see what the big deal is. I understand how that could happen. But when you decide to go outside your comfort level and invite somebody to lunch that maybe doesn't look like you, you, you begin to uh, develop, you begin to develop an ear of empathy. Uh, and that means that not only am I expecting you to listen to me, Matt, but I'm expected to listen to you as well. Mm-hmm. And it's in that listening, what I call safe conversations, that we begin to understand one another, and then we can attack problems together. You can then begin to see, well, hey, I can use my influence in this way, and, and I can say the same thing. I can use my influence as well. And so our worlds can begin to merge that way. Uh, and that's what the heart change is. You know, be it and and we, we believe at Unite KC that that no big move happens without two things. And the first one is prayer, and the second one is when we work together. And so we can't fight one another and stamp our feet and hit our fists on the desk and demand that our way and our perspective be noticed. Uh, that that would be you, nor nor I. No, nobody could do that. And so that's what we're teaching at, at Unite KC, is that we want to get the word out about our organization, and then we want to get out our covenant, that this is what we're trying to fight against, and this is the way we're doing it. We, we want people to uh, we've got programs where people can sit down again in safe spaces and have these conversations, and we also have educational opportunities. Man, we've identified at least a hundred of them, where you can take tours, you can read books, you can watch movies, and you can do this these together. And then after that, afterwards, you can ask questions. Well, I didn't know this happened. How did that affect you? Or did this happen to you? Um, I personally have not ever been shot at. I haven't been yanked out of my car by police, um, but I have been questioned, and I have uh, had some pretty scary moments where I was accused of something that I didn't have anything to do with when I was much, a much younger man, and so I understand the fear and and the different things that could happen uh, surrounding those efforts, but that's that's exactly why we exist. Something has to be done, and we feel like we've identified a way for it to get done in Kansas City.
1: What's the ultimate vision for Unite KC? The
0: ultimate vision is that people would find, uh, again, safe spaces and conversations inside of their domains. We have 10 different domains, uh, and all those are our areas of expertise. For instance, you may be interested, Matt, in the sports domain, you know, and so people who understand sports understand two things. They understand the lack of opportunities, if that exists, and they also understand the injustices. And they work together uh, as people of faith uh, and who have had a heart change. And so they can attract other people in that domain so that they can. So the ultimate vision for Kansas City, to a- answer your question, is, is that everybody would realize that, that racism is, is evil, that it comes out of ignorance most of the times, and that by having uh, relationships and building relationships, within those domains and across domains is really going to be the heart change that that Kansas City's looking for so that people don't don't uh, perpetuate injustice and that they also seek to to share the wealth and to to have opportunities for everyone um regardless of their race or color.
1: You know we we mentioned in the intro that it's a very diverse group across all sectors in Kansas City you mentioned the 10 different domains and just a few, just for our listeners uh, to understand there's, there's education, there's nonprofit, there's sports, there's business, you know, that's, that's four of them just right off the top of my head, but it, it just, it runs across the board. So if somebody's listening to this and they say, you know what, I want to, I want to learn more about Unite KC. I, I think I want to get involved and, and really help affect change here in Kansas city. What do they need to do?
0: Well, first of all, I invite them to go to our website. Uh, it's, it's constantly changing and growing, uh, but the website is UniteKC.org, and the first thing you're going to see there is our covenant. And we we adopted that word covenant because it has two different meanings, and it actually is the nexus between good versus evil. We know in Kansas City that there was a history of these evil covenants that, that helped to suppress uh, African Americans and to to actually purposely put them in a corridor where uh, they did not have the, the housing that uh, opportunities that, that white people had. Uh, but there's also a good covenant. And this is the kind that we see in the Bible. And people of faith understand that word. Uh, it means something extremely important, whether we're talking about a covenant with God, a covenant in marriage. But there's a good covenant. So they will see a covenant of what we are all about. Um, <clears throat> and then they have an opportunity to get involved in one of those mains. You mentioned some others, uh, some others are arts, government, criminal justice, um, you know, and so they can take a look at the domains there and those covenants, there's a separate covenant for each one of those, they can sign up. And when they do, there is a curated opportunity that they can get involved in right away. And so we tell people there's three ways to get involved. Number one, you can just be a volunteer, be on our volunteer staff, We're going to always have opportunities, and here's the big slogan, to do one good thing, Uh, and that's what we are all about in Unite KC. The second way is you can actually help to shape and, and be a part of the direction of each one of those domains, and third, this just may prick your heart to where you want to give, and so there's a way on our website for people to donate, and people have been generous, and we we thank you uh, all for, for everybody who's given and, and will we, and we'll continue to give because that, those funds are going to uh, make sure that we, we've transformed Kansas City.
1: Why does Kansas City, why does our community seem like a good place to um, start this type of movement that, that, frankly, we hope will go to other markets around the country?
0: Well, Matt, that's a that's a great question, and and for those people who may not even be here in the Kansas City area, I, I got to tell you, I have uh, the Air Force, and, and my business travels have taken me all over the United States, uh, and this is a great city. I'm telling you, there's, I mean, you mentioned barbecue. Oh my gosh, you know, we <laughs> we have 25 different, you know, top-notch barbecue uh, restaurants. I mean. Uh, Q39 popped to the top, but man, Gates was right there for years. And so, uh, and then, you know, there's Zarda and all this other stuff. And I, I'm being facetious and funny, but, but it is a great place to live. There are wonderful. um, I mean, you can go from a lot of different corners of the city and see a lot of different things. Um, You know, if you, if the country is your, your flavor, you can do that. If downtown living's your flavor, there's that. We've got great sports teams. We've got wonderful uh, financial institutions and and the thing for me that stands out is that it's a it's a place where people are generally kind. They will network with you, and they they have a very giving spirit here. I mean, so if you're trying to get started in business, this is absolutely the best place to be. And and so Kansas City is in the heart of um of the of the country. Uh, we have some we have some issues. We have some some things that we need to fix. But uh, we believe that it's it's enough on the map to where other cities have already expressed some interest in, in what we're doing. And uh, partnerships, I think, are, are just a wonderful thing that can happen. And again, there are people of faith who, who want to help. So I, I think that it's a Perfect city for that, and and that's that's why our Chiefs are going to win this this coming up here. <laughs> there we go. Great city, great. So city.
1: so as as executive director of of Unite KC and and knowing the the vision of Dayton and others, uh, for what needs to be accomplished here, what's most challenging for you from a leadership standpoint?
0: Well, uh, it's challenging and exhilarating at the same time because the people involved, uh, especially at the domain leadership level, are seasoned and experienced leaders themselves. And so um, understanding the nuances of uh, different people, maybe at different stages of their leadership journey, and making sure that they have the tools, but also the freedom, um, making sure that we have uh, some, some loosely um, I, I want to say, uh, you know, procedures, policies, rules, and things like that. But there's also some some traps that are out there waiting for us. You know, people want us to comment on everything that happens in the national news. Uh, they want to know whether we support one movement or another. And um, but getting the word out is is really uh, what we're all about right now. And we are not going to comment on everything uh and we're certainly not going to comment on uh, different organizations we're just going to focus on what it is that we do and what we're all about so you know we're not going to disavow or support anybody but ourselves right now but if you want to partner with us uh, because you are of a, a like mind you agree with our covenant and, and what we're doing we'll work with we'll work with anyone that, that is willing to do that.
1: Again, the website is yeah. UniteKC.org. And and Ray, I think what we're going to need to do is, you know, I told you before we started recording that we may need to do this, we're just going to need to have you on again.
0: Man, I would be, I would be uh, overjoyed.
1: Before you run off on me here, you know, <laughs> I asked you at the beginning about 17-year-old Ray Jarrett.
0: Oh my gosh, that guy.
1: <laughs> so what would you tell that guy today?
0: I would tell him that he is fearfully and wonderfully made. I would tell him that he is equipped to handle uh, any trouble or any problem that's gonna come up. I would tell him uh, that he is well able to take the land and uh, I would tell him that, you know, you don't have anything to prove to anybody. You know, I was so insecure that I did a lot of things and I got I got involved with uh, a lot of things that I shouldn't have to please people. Mm-hmm. And knowing what I know now, man, I, man, I, I look in the mirror and I go, Hey, you're not the, the best looking guy in the world, but man, you're going to make it. You, I, I take I take the Mary Tyler Moore attitude now. You're going to make it after all.
1: <laughs> that is a perfect way to end this, Ray. We appreciate your time here today. Absolutely,
0: man. I love talking with you. Thanks for having me on again, Matt.
1: Well, that does it for this episode of the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we hope that you'll leave a favorable review on your favorite podcast platform. If you didn't enjoy it, or you have other comments or suggestions for potential guests, you can click on the comment link in the show's notes. We drop a new episode at the end of every week, but be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an interview. And if you or your company would like to help underwrite this podcast, let me know. Until next time, this is Matt Folks for the See You in the Major Leagues Foundation saying be safe and take care.